no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, recap Bears OTAs at minicamp and much, much more. Hey, Doug, we are back in the building, baby. Yes, sir. It's been a minute, bro. Bro, too damn long. And, and audience, uh, I don't want to be making excuses, but me and A Dub, man, we've been covering a lot of games lately, and it's just been tough for us to get back on here. And, but also, I was at House Hall covering the minicamp, so I have a lot of nuggets for y'all. So maybe the audience won't hold it against us, ain't Doug, because I got some nuggets for them. Man, I'm looking forward to hearing those nuggets right there, bro. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, man, how's everything going with you, bro? Hey, man, I'm hanging in there, man. You know, just been enjoying some of the weather. The NBA season is over. Get a chance to really focus in on football, offseason, and also baseball. Yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot going on. And I, with me being on the WNBA beat and also covering Big Ten sports for the Illini, I'm telling you, A-Dub, I feel like there's been no downtime. And then when Bears minicamp OTAs was going on, I'm like, bro, I need a break. There's too much <laughs> going on. <laughs> yes, it is, bro. You talk about you and I also covering AAU stuff as well, man. It's a lot happening, bro. Yeah, man. But, listen, we we love it. Uh, we we embrace the grind audience. But you have our word. You know, we, we're going to be better as far as getting on here and recording this show because – Honestly, A-Dub, I was like sitting down, I was like, man, we should record it last week. It was a lot happened last week. And then we didn't, and I was like, well, you know what? We'll just do a, a two-episode show in one. Honestly, <laughs> they'll be fine with that. Yes, sir. Yeah, let's get into it, man. So one of the, the, the biggest things that we, you and I talked about a lot in this offseason was the Bears and Arlington Heights, right? And yes. a lot of people figured, oh, hey, man, they, they dropped $197 million, A-Dub. This is a foregone conclusion. Uh-uh-uh, not so fast. Because <laughs> the city of Arlington Heights is like, uh-uh, who's going to help out with this tax bill? And I respect that because remember when we talked about this the last time? We said, those people are savvy. They're not going to let the Bears come in there and bully them. Now the Bears, y'all going to have to pony up. If y'all if y'all want that stadium in Arlington Heights, y'all going to play ball. Because that school district, they not going. The, the business there, they not going. They're like, oh, we y'all ain't sticking us with the bill. We ain't about to be the city of Chicago. I like how you phrased that up, man. They are business savvy. What they're doing, they're pretty much negotiating this all the way through. The issue at hand for people that might not be, you know, aware of it, the assessment came out. It came out a little bit higher than what the Bears were, you know, were uh, forecasting. And the Bears have a different figure in mind. And you know what? The two sides, they, they basically are, are far apart in what that figure should be, right? And... When I look at this situation, I see now that the Bears are starting to flirt with other cities, right? Whether it's Naperville, whether it's reopening the talks with the city of Chicago, or even Waukegan that recently came into the mix, A-Dub. All of this shit, if you ask me, is all negotiating. You know, I wrote about that in our Chicago State of Mind newsletter. Audience, if you guys aren't tapped in, go to Substack, Chicago State of Mind, you'll find all of our Chicago sports materials there. But when I wrote those articles, man, each time... I've talked about whether it's Waukegan, Naperville, or even revisiting Chicago, A-Dub, right. to me. It all comes back to Arlington Heights. 
You know what I mean? And the Bears are not a they're not a fucking organization that's gonna throw money around like that. They ain't gonna give almost two hundred million dollars and just let some shit just sit there. I'm sorry, that ain't happening. They gonna figure it out. Tactics here too is to apply pressure in those negotiation tactics that as to say we could go somewhere else, you know. But at the end of the day, they probably gonna figure it out in Arthur Heights. But you just can tell that man, a lot of this here really those negotiation meetings can make a big difference. Well, just like I said uh, earlier, Chicago is getting stuck potentially with the price tag of the $600 million in tax bonds that are going to be left over off the Soldier Field renovation. Right. And so any conversation that the Bears are probably having with Brandon Johnson here in Chicago, Soldier Field's a no-starter, a non-starter. So Soldier Field's not even on the table as far as the Bears are concerned. So Brandon Johnson and his staff, they're going to have to find sites within the Chicago area to try to make something happen, right? Right. And one of the biggest things that I want people to consider here in Chicago, Brandon Johnson campaigned off of creating economic opportunities for the inner cities. He has an ambitious idea that he wants to create a billion dollars in economic opportunities. Well, if you campaign on this one thing here, and now we got this Bears stadium, politically, which one is it going to be, Brandon? Because when I talk to a lot of people, and in my own opinion, I feel the same way too. The Bears, if they leave Chicago, hey, Doug, this not going to be on Brandon Johnson. Everybody's going to look at Lori Lightfoot and say, this is on her watch. She allowed this to happen. True. I'm with you there, man. Brandon Johnson is in a situation where he cannot lose. If he get the Bears to stay, great for him, right, Perez? If yep. they lose, doesn't impact them anyway. So with him, he's just playing with house money right now, of figuring out what he can do in his process. But I just hope that he doesn't sell us on a dream either, right? Because I think that's going to really cause the fan base to be upset. So I would love for him to show us what he's able to do with execution. Well, I mean, when Lori Lightfoot had those renderings and all she did was propose the dome over the existing Soldier Field structure, I'm like, that doesn't address the Bears' main problem. The Bears' main problem has been this whole time not owning their own stadium. Right. And they want to have an entertainment district amongst that, right? And so the idea that they have for Arlington Heights is having this $5 billion property there that's going to be all things entertainment, all things football. I, I honestly can't wait to see what they come up with when it's all said and done. I can't wait either, Perez, because I'm quite sure that new stadium is going to be awesome, man. As you and I talked about before, we got around to see other stadiums and what they look like. We know Soldier Field is not quite the answer based upon what it looked like compared to other stadiums. So you're right. Arlington Heights, that's the place. They build it up there. That's going to be fantastic. And hearing the ideas and things that you just shared that they want to do with it, man, that is next level. That's how you get the fans excited. That's how you get more money into the building, right? So, I mean, it's just a good way to get more fans involved into a lot of different things. And I think that is the route to go in general. You talk about getting fan base. But it's interesting, though, seeing now all of these various suburbs that are popping up, as I mentioned Naperville. They met with the Naperville mayor. He had a proposal for the Bears. Walt Keegan has recently reached out to Kevin Warren about a meeting. And the, the, the Walt Keegan situation ain't up. At first, I kind of was thinking like, I don't know about that. But then I thought about it a little deeper and I said, well, it's only 20 minutes away from Lake Forest. Yeah, yeah. And on top of that, and on top of that, they got waterfront property that is for the taking for the team. Ooh, that's huge, man. And I like how you wrote that 
in your article about that part of it. I'm like, it's just that close. Man, this actually is a big ordeal for the Bears. I mean, it's like, hey, keeping it all here, not that far from me, just from Hallis Hall. I mean, that's a perfect location from that standpoint if you look at the Bears side only, right? It makes sense. It's convenient. But from the fan base, you know, it's a little bit of a distance, right? But you know Chicago fans would travel anywhere, really. But oh, I do yeah. know how far it is, right? From talk about where Chateau Field is at versus Naperville, then talk about out there. So it's a distance, though. Well, I mean, you got to think about the difference between Soldier Field and Arlington Heights, which is probably going to be where the, st the stadium ends up. Right. Well, Naperville, that's probably a little bit closer to the city. Waukegan's yeah. a hike. Waukegan. So while I think, Ada, personally, that, that Arlington Heights property, I think it's still very much in play and it's probably the top option for them. Yeah. The fact that when you look at Waukegan, that's a hike from the city of Chicago. I know our Bears fans, man, they're loyal but, man, I don't know about that one. I mean, <laughs> for the team, yeah, it probably could work out. Yeah. But for your fan base, well, maybe for the people that live, like, close to Lake Forest and all those folks, they'll be cool. But your fans in the city, I don't know if they're going to be feeling that shit, bro. Man, I'm not going to be feeling it, bro. You know where I'm driving from, bro. <laughs> I'm not looking to go to Waukegan, bro. I'm just going to call it what it is. <laughs> A-Dub's so, like, nope. <laughs> not for me, man. You better make it a little bit closer now, Bears. You can do something better than that now. So it's Arlington Heights a bus for you or or or, uh, or Naperville? I will go to those two. First of all, I like the areas anyhow, Bears. Right. Into those areas, it's some good areas to go into. So I can enjoy that part of it. And that also plays a factor as well. But you got to also think about commute, right? You want to also think about it there as well. How far are you pushing it? I get it you're using it as a negotiation tactic, but how yep. far you want to go with this thing? Are you really serious? And to your point, Perez, I'm not sure the Bears are even serious about Waukegan. It's the fact that they're saying that, look, we got other <laughs> options. <laughs> so. I, I, I agree with you so much. <laughs> like, even when I wrote that, I was kind of, like, chuckling to myself. I was like, this is never going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you'll get it, right? You want to play ball. You want to play hardball a little bit to show – the people that you involved with, negotiating with, that, hey, look, we don't have to commit to here. We could, again, go somewhere else if you want to play too many games, right? And that's just part of negotiation. That's how you do it, right? To prove that other people want you as well. What we're seeing now is they're doing the second stage of demolition there at Arlington Heights. That's very interesting, you know, to even hit the Bears deny that. That means they must got some other option. If they're going to deny that, Perez, something else is up their sleeve. We might know all the details of it, but you know something else is going on. Oh, they denied it because they're, in their minds, they're like, we're building a stadium here. That's the reason why I brought that up to the audience. So my thing is the Bears kind of played their their, their hand a little bit because, honestly, they had an option to be like, okay, well, if you want to use it for other purposes, so-called other purposes, <laughs> well, here's another purpose. But now the Bears are like, no, we're tearing this shit down because we have ideas. Right. And the idea is to build – our state-of-the-art stadium plus entertainment district in Arlington Heights. I was even thinking about, too, with the situation. Traffic over there in Arlington Heights and the way Arlington Heights is set up, man, that's just going to be tough. Because I remember the times when I used to go to that racetrack just on a race day. It was impossible to get to that racetrack if you would get there early. Imagine a Bears game. We've got 70,000-plus fans showing up. Ooh, they're going to have to figure something out out there with that traffic. Man. The roads. Those roles are no joke, bro, heading that direction. So they got their hands full with that. I'm quite sure they're going to find a way to figure it out because they have no choice. They probably understand it themselves, Perez, but they got to do something about that, bro. Have to.
I'm sure they got a lot of time because, you know, we're going to be in Soldier Field for a little bit. I know Justin Fields is looking forward to probably playing in the Dome, but Justin, you got a little bit of time, man. You got a little bit of time. <laughs> we talk about Nick's contract, man. <laughs> yeah, right. But, man, A-Dub, let's get into some of the OTA talk, you know what I'm saying, because we owe the audience a little bit because they haven't heard from us in a while. So Jalen Johnson, we know that he missed a portion of the OTAs. And it's interesting, right, because the media, when they were asking Ibrahim about it, he was being elusive in how he kind of answered questions, which we get it. We know how coaches operate, especially you and I now that we're in press conferences now. We understand how that shit works. Right. The way that Ibrahim was answering questions, it didn't give – it didn't put Jalen Johnson – in a good light because the fan base is starting to kind of rumble a little bit. You don't remember what happened with Roquan Smith last year. So everybody's kind of like, oh, shit, this motherfucker is not showing up. Oh, boy, what's going on? But they didn't tell people that, no, he's been following the practices remotely. Right, so right. I feel like a lot of times the coaches, you got to do yourself a favor. We, we know that sometimes you don't want everything to get out there. But, man, save yourself a little trouble and a little hassle with, with the noise around your team. Because we know that Jalen Johnson is entering his free agency year right here, man. He's, this is the last year of his contract, ain't Doug? And I'm sure he wants to get paid. Absolutely, man, you want to get paid. And when you don't speak on certain things, Prez, it makes the mind wander as a fan base to figure out what's going on. And when people have to figure things out on their own, it's not always good. So you're right. People were going to question, hey, what's going on with Jalen Johnson if Coach Eberflus didn't give us enough about what was happening or what's transpired. But sometimes it's okay to be a little bit more authentic and just say, hey, this is what's going on, and leave it at that. Yeah, you don't have to go into details. Now, we later found out that he was spending time with his daughter and he was working on his foundation. Cool. Right. Listen, it's voluntary. Uh, we know what Jalen Johnson is going to bring to the table. It's not like he's learning a new defense because this is going to be his second year in the defense. Correct. Now, now, the only thing that's going to be different with Jalen this year is he's working with a new secondaries coach, but I don't think that's going to be something that's going to bother Jalen Johnson at all. You put him in a tough spot, though, because it makes it look like, oh, shit, he's sending a message to Brian Poles. <laughs> right. That's what we start to interpret, right? We start to think about, hey, what's really going on, right? And you alluded to it already, Perez. Contract year. What are you thinking? What's going on? We know the guy want to be here. What's happening that we don't know about? that could possibly get out. So speak up on this now, even Flusie Ford, things got a hand. Give us some things, some concrete information about what's really happening that can help resolve this matter versus make it worse. Because I think with them not saying much at all, Perez, as you and I just talked about, made it worse. Yeah, it did. But, I mean, Jalen Johnson, true to his word, he showed up when he said he was, and, and, yep. and everything was good there. But I want to just kind of get back to the contract piece of things because when I think about Ryan Poles and I look back to this Roquan Smith situation, Obviously, they had two different numbers in mind, and it didn't work out. Roquan Smith was straight. I hope that Ryan Poles does the right thing by some of these free agents on the team, right? So Jalen Johnson's one of them. Your boy Money Moon is another one, and also Cole Komet. I want to make sure that guys that are on this team are being rewarded for the work that they've done, right? A guy like Jalen Johnson has shown that he's a dominant cornerback in his league, has shown that he has the ability to match up with any receiver in his league. He needs to be compensated as such. And I think that'll be good for the Bears' defense and what they're trying to build with having him on it. So that's something to consider if you're the Bears and think about what it could be with him on the team versus what it will look like without him. So you want to go out on those problems, right, with having issues like that in the secondary. So to your point, 
I think a guy like him, you got to do the right thing by him. And I'm hoping that Ryan Poles consider it and look at that, the big picture. He's got to, but speaking of the big picture, though, he's also probably looking at one guy in the secondary right now that has that huge cap number and isn't Ooh. playing to that type of standard, and that's Eddie Jackson. Now, while Eddie Jackson had a really good comeback season last year, Eddie Jackson's cap number, he's being paid like one of the top five, top six safeties in the league, and in my opinion, not to that level, but he was he played pretty well last year. So I think Ryan Pose is also going to be the type of person that he has a number in mind, and he's probably going to stay true to that number. And I just hope that both of these sides can come together because, like I said, Jalen Johnson on this defense, man, I, I would love it. I mean, because one of the things that I feel like with Jalen Johnson that he has to show this season is that he can play a complete season because we've seen the last couple of years Jalen Johnson has not played a full season. I think that's going to be one of the things that they could probably potentially use against him during negotiations. So it would be very important for Jalen Johnson this season to go out here and play all 17. And ball out. We saw last year, even with them playing, he did play a little hurt. You can see he wasn't 100% in some of those games right. that he played. And he didn't look as great as we've seen him look in the past. But he has a chance this year to prove that, hey, all is well in my domain. I'm all good. I'm that star cornerback that you all were looking for. I just mentioned a second ago, your boy Money Moon and Cole Komet. The yes. Money Moon, we have not seen much of him in the offseason. Iberflus has been a little elusive there in those conversations. Until recently, right? He came out and just said, hey, you know what? We're expecting him to be back by training camp. Now, right. Darnell Mooney is the type of guy that I don't think Brian Poles needs to see how he performs this season. I think what Brian Poles needs to see from Mooney is that he comes back in training camp and he's ready to go. They want to see how he looks, how he's running around out there. Because when he was on Equinemius St. Brown's podcast, he talked about how he has screws and whatnot in his ankle and his foot. Well, I think the organization wants to just make sure they're sure that he's healthy and ready to go. Making sure the speed is still there, everything. So if he's the same guy he was before he got injured, that bodes well for him. But if he's not, Perez, that can look ugly, man. But again, I'm keeping high hopes that he's that same guy because I know right now he's looking to come back a little bit more sharper, a little bit more aggressive. I mean, he's all for all the marbles right now. He is going to be key for Justin Fields taking that next step, right? And we're going to get into a little bit more to do with Justin a little bit later in the show. But right now, when you look at this situation, Darnell Mooney's out. Chase Claypool missed a significant amount of the offseason. And we saw those rumors that came out yesterday about Chase Claypool. Now, I do want to dive into it, because when I think about a Chase Claypool, I think about a guy that the Bears gave up significant draft capital. The results were kind of iffy last season when he was on the field. But Justin Fields has gone on record as saying that he loves Chase Claypool. We know from watching Chase Claypool, A-Dub, in Pittsburgh, the guy has some talent. But so far here in Chicago, we just haven't seen it kind of come together. And now when you hear these type of rumors, and I'll tell you one thing, hearing those reports from Sylvie, who's very respected in, this, in the city of Chicago when it comes to reporting, I believe that shit. And so my whole thing is if somebody leaked that shit to, to him, they, the Bears are trying to send a message to Chase Claypool right now. I don't think they've given up on him, but I think they want to light a fire in his ass a little bit. It's coming from a source that's credible. And you hear that come out, you're like, wow, Claypool, come on, man. We just talked about what this could look like between DJ Moore, Claypool, and Money Moon. And this is not one of the stories you want to hear about of one of the trio-type wide receivers on this team. And so it did... Bothered me a little bit just hearing that and knowing what Claypool can say had done in the past. 
before he got on the Bears. It's like, whoa, we want to see some of that same element over here with the Chicago Bears. But hearing those reports on him, it's like, hold on. Maybe this something's going to motivate him to definitely get ready for the season. A little bit more sharper and all those different things that's going to help him be able to help Justin Fields out. So I think this might be a good tactic for us to probably get the best out of him, get the most out of him. Because I just, you will not heard of last month how Justin Fields was raving about him, right? He's on a fast track. He's working. He's getting better, you know. And then to come to this point in June that, hey, it's not such that it's not to what we thought it was last month. I just think that it's damning for anybody to say about somebody that they're not very self-motivated. If somebody yeah. ever said that shit about me, bro, that shit would crush me. Because you know how I get down. That is yep. not something that you want to hear about yourself. That's tough to hear. So that means, hey, he's got a long way to go. And last year, you heard the reports that he was struggling picking up the playbook. So there's just been a lot of little things that have been popping up when it comes to Chase. And to me, it's, it's again, disappointing to hear, bro. But I just hope that he gets it together because we're going to need him down oh, the road. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to need this guy to be at his best. Take the rumors of what they are, right, and say, you know what? I'm going to prove these guys wrong. Whatever they put out there on me, I got to show them different. Show them that, hey, I'm all in. I'm going to play all out. I'm going to ball all out. So this is what he has to show the Chicago Bears what he's really about, man. And it starts now after these reports have come out for sure. I mean, we'll think about it like this, hey, Doug. 6'4", 225-pounder that runs a 4'4". That's the guy that I want to see in this fucking offense. I want to see them let this guy loose, but it's on Chase. He has to get that playbook under control. He's got to stay healthy because he can change the narrative, but only he can. Because when you have this type of shit out there about you, bro, like I said a second ago, man, if that don't want to find under you, then I don't know what would. Are they really throwing out there the hang? Is the guy really, truly hurt? Is he really at that point as a player? And what you're putting out there is if you turn out to be slacking more so than being hurt or anything like that. So is this a tactic to say, hey, we haven't seen the most from you yet. We need to see that. Well, I don't know, man, because earlier in the, in the offseason, we were hearing Lou Getty, you know, giving some support behind Chase Claypool. Yeah. You, you heard Ibafu's basically saying that, that Chase had a better understanding of the offense and the responsibilities. And right. he's getting pretty good chemistry with Justin. And obviously, you guys heard what I said that Justin said about Claypool. So I'm just wondering where the disconnect is. Right. But listen, as you guys already know, where there's smoke, there's fire. There's yep. something here. It's something there, bro. It is. Because no one, I mean, I don't think this is going to just throw it out to be throwing it out there, Perez. There is something that there may be a group of people that may feel a certain way about him, right? Because they haven't seen the best of the guy. They know what he's able to do in the past, as I mentioned before. So they're like, hey, you're not giving the Bears what you're giving your other teams. Look, you got to bring it here. Give us what you got. Give us everything you have. Because that's what's going to, again, make this ship work going forward. So they're not seeing it. They're calling it out right now. And this is what this is, pretty much a wake-up call for Claypool to say, hey, let me get my itch together right now because yeah. people are starting to notice it. Well, I mean, if you even go back to his time at Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin even has some really interesting quotes about him as well. So I think the Chase needs to look in the mirror, man. I think, honestly, that's what it comes yeah. down to. The guy's got all the talent in the world. Yep. Come on, man, you got to put it together. You got to put it together. And Absolutely. he's got time. We 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 talking about we got almost what forty days until training camp opens. Man, he's got some time to reset, get his mind right. Whatever these soft tissue injuries that he's dealing with, he's got time to heal up. But when training camp starts, man, he better be full fucking go. And 
to their point there, bro, I'm happy these came out now versus during the season because <laughs> that would be worse, right? Like, damn, now it's going to be detrimental to the teammates, right, if it came out then. It's coming out now. You got a good chance to resolve it. Eberflus, once again, is not giving up a lot of information because people have been trying to inquire. When I was at the mini camps this week, people were trying to get updates on him, and it, there's not a lot of information that's being given, right? right? And so I feel like when you have a guy that's struggling with injuries, that's not being able to be out there on, on the field, well, this right now is evaluation time. And as I mentioned, Ryan Poles gave up significant draft capital. So he's looking at this move like, okay, um, <laughs> we, we need to see some return on investment here. <laughs> Headed to this season, we're expecting to. So therefore, get off to a better start than what we are right now because right now it's not looking so good. Chase Claypool, A-Dub's going to be up for a contract extension this offseason, right? right? And that's something else that Ryan Poles has talked about and said, hey, we need to see more before I'm even willing to have that conversation. My <laughs> man's like, I'm not even willing to even sit down and even entertain that shit. <laughs> no Zoom calls or nothing. Don't put that on my outlook or nothing. We're not going to talk, man, until you get everything right, bro. And when the Bears made this move last season, they made this move with the idea, hey, we potentially have our number one or number two type of receiver, right, when, right. They, when they acquired Chase Claypool. But now, with the acquisition of a DJ Moore, and with Darnell Mooney coming back, you potentially looking at Chase Claypool getting bumped down to the three. And don't even get me started on Tyler Scott, who has been really strong in the offseason. So, Chase, you better get that shit together, boy. So, even if you don't look at the Bears as your long-term place to be, play for your next contract because you want to go somewhere else, you know, and probably make some good money. But you got to go out there and execute to show what type of wide receiver you are. Might as well do it now because otherwise there'll be a tough role to free agency for him. Well, I mean, you got to look about it. This, you got to think about it like this, A-Dub. In this offense, you only got so many targets that can go around. True. DJ Moore's going to get his, right? Absolutely. Who's going to get his? Cole Kamis going to get his. Chase Claypool, you want to get in when you fit in. So that's the thing. You need to be out there on the field. You need to be able to show that you understand this offense and the system. But they need to see you out there on the field, first and foremost. Absolutely, Price. Got to be available, man. Available for work. Tevin Jenkins. Yet hmm. another position change, A-Dub. And I'll tell you one thing, man. Last season, we heard a lot of rumors when it came to Tevin that he was moping about being demoted. He was a third-string tackle at one point heading into training camp. Well, this time around, my man Tevin Jenkins was like, okay, y'all signed Nate Davis. Good for y'all. Okay, I'm moving to left guard. Cool. I already showed y'all once what I'm about. Let me show you again. So this time around, Tevin Jenkins, A-Dub, like he took that shit and was like, all right, give me some more motivation. I love it. Pretty much said, I've been through this before. Ain't nothing you all can throw at me at this point that I have not been able to overcome. So the fact that he has experiences changing positions, prayers, he's okay with this, man. And the thing is, it shows how strong he is as a person mentally, right? And how he's able to gas things very quickly as well. So I am rooting for this guy, man. The fact that he has to change his position a couple times already, Prince, this young in his career. A couple times. <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying? Man, listen, that man, that man was drafted to be the left tackle of the future. Then they moved him over to right tackle. Yep. Then they moved him to right guard. And now left guard. That's more than a couple times. <laughs> there you go, Brad. You know my math does always off. Y'all called me out before, so. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to paint that picture. I'm like, bro, that's a lot of change in a, in a yeah. young career. You know what I'm saying? It is, bro. It's a lot of change, bro, without a doubt, man. But the fact he's been able to, able to go through all that 
and still remain strong, still standing strong, and still ex executing at a high level at left guard and was at right guard as well doing the same. Man, I have tremendous respect for him, bro. I hope this guy is proving to the Bears that, hey, look, I, I have the versatility, right, to play left guard or right guard, and I'm very good at both. So, therefore, you all may want to keep me around a little bit longer than what you are respecting. I mean, I mean, that's a fair point. I I, I just look at it like this, A-Dub. You got a guy that's matured right before our eyes. I mean, you got to think about last season. There was rumors out there that he wasn't even going to be on the opening day roster. Right. And what did he do? He fucking buckled up. He got in there. He learned that right guard position and was our best offensive lineman. I mean, we had a really bad offensive line, but he stood out. He was solid. And the run game, he was knocking people all over the place, right? But the one thing with Tevin Jenkins, when he was asked in his exit interviews, what is one thing that you're going to work on? Now, the guy only gave up two sacks last season. But he said, I want to get better at my pass pro. And that was stuff that he was doing. He was doing film work this offseason because he thinks, oh, I'm going to be the right guard this year. So he was doing film study and getting ready and prepping himself on being the right guard for the season. And then he finds out, not because he got a phone call from Ryan Paul saying, hey, we're going to look at right guards. No, he finds out, he finds out, A-Dub, when you and I found out that they signed Nate Davis. Right. He's like, here we go again, right? <laughs> man, ain't this a bitch? Okay. <laughs> Don't tell him what he's saying, friends, behind closed doors, man. And I will understand that. Because he he's has human. a right. Yep. He's human. Because, bro, after a certain while, man, think about you and I and our, and our day jobs. People keep moving you around and reshuffling you. Like, you don't have no faith in me. You don't believe in me or something, huh? Right. How many times I got to keep proving my worth around here? And that's kind of where I feel like is with Tevin. It's like, damn, y'all just keep moving this man everywhere. And having to trust in me at the other position, now you move me over the left guard. Okay, I'm going to show you all again that, hey, I'm going to exceed expectations once again. So, salute to you, Tevin Jenkins, man. I mean, that's a hard thing to do, Press, but he is doing it very well, man. And I can't do it but tip my hat up tip my cap up to a guy like him. Well, yeah, I mean, he took it in stride, right? And I think a lot yep. of what people thought about him last year, they thought that he was a little immature with the way he handled some things. Well, guess what, man? This guy now is just showing you that, like, okay, I'm just going to show you guys that I have the versatility. Now, another thing, though, with Tevin Jenkins is probably thinking big picture. All right. So I played at tap. I have played at right guard. I played right guard at a high level. If I could play left guard the same way, when it comes time for my contract, you can't you can't play no games with me because I don't show you I have this positional versatility. And if Ryan Poles don't want to pay him, somebody else will. They are going to pay him. And all I can say to the guy is, look, don't worry about Chicago, man. You got a lot of money waiting on you at the end of the season if you do well. No, I want him to worry about Chicago because I want his ass here. But my <laughs> thing is, I don't want him thinking about his contract. I just want him – the things that he's saying, I hope that he means those things. I just want him to go out there on the football field and prove it and just show people who he is. Take that frustration out because, listen, it's human to be frustrated, man. Yeah. Nobody even picked up a phone that told you and gave you a heads up. All of a sudden, you're just like, oh, okay, y'all just signed this guy. Oh, okay, what that mean for me? Yep. Come on now. You're making me think. Now, later, his offensive line coach called him up, and it was after the damn sign that happened. And so that goes to show you right there today, Dub. It's kind of like they looking like, yeah, we we'll owe you no, we we'll owe you no explanation. Pretty this much, this the move that we made to, to strengthen our football team, and that's what the fuck we did. Deal yep. with it, exactly. That's they telling him to deal with it right now, Perez. He's thinking to himself, like, you know what? Maybe I gotta be a little bit selfish 
in what I do here, right? Of course, I'm all for the team. I want to succeed with the team. But then today, I got to think about me, you know? So I got to go out there and contribute, right? Do the best I can, excel again at what I do, and therefore show people that, hey, look, I am deserving of what I want at the end of the day because it's not may not be an easy negotiation when you come down to contract for him, right? Because he's going to look at all these things and remember what all you have done to me. You moved me, you moved me, you moved me, and I overcame all those obstacles. I mean, bro, I mean, I mean, you, I could have said it better. I think that at, the, at this stage of the game, this is like another opportunity for him to basically stick his middle finger up to the organization. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there, friends. This is his chance, man. And once he do it and do it well, bro, exceed, all I can say, look, now, now, now Bears, what are you going to do? Because this guy just proved and showed you once again what he's about, what he's capable of. Now hey, what I'll you going to do? Trust me, Adel. I'm rooting for the guy because I want him to be in that position where he's sitting at that table like, fuck you, pay me. I want him to be able to say that. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> now, we talked about DJ Moore. Yeah. Obviously, that was a huge acquisition for this office. Gives Justin Fields a bona fide number one. No more, does he possibly have a number one with Mooney or does he possibly have one with Chase? No, we got a bona fide number one. Listen, right. I saw that man out there making plays on the field. I'm sitting up here like, boy, that's going to look nice. I ain't seen us have no receiver this week since Brandon Marshall. Man, <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm going to give you just some of my general thoughts, man, about what I saw out there. And I want to get your thoughts. Because, dude, Justin Fields was happy out there. The vibe and the chemistry that he and DJ Moore have already, bro. This is early on in the offseason, bro. And they already are linking up and connecting, bro. It's, it's just so stable between those two. So it gets me excited, bro. Cause I'm sitting right there. I'm like, boy, how'd they get how'd they how they get so tight so quick? Right. It's, it's, it's awesome, bro. Because you're right here a lot about the chemistry. How is it growing? These deep passes that Justin Fields are making to him. It just looks beautiful, bro. When you hear a lot about these things that's happening between their connection and how they look together, it's like, wow, this is kind of like what we kind of envisioned, right? And it's gonna get better. So seeing what they are right now, the noise they're making right now, Press, lets you know how much more is going to continue down the road. So I'm happy for both of them. I want them both to continue to remain healthy, continue working out they're doing, Perez, continue having their little workouts they do out, outside the football field. Man, it's like these guys are really, man, putting that work ethic, putting the work into it to making this thing work. And I like what they've been doing together, man, to make it work. I mean, speaking of the hard work, I mean, we know that Justin and DJ Moore got together in May and June and was working together, right? And yep. you're seeing the fruits of those labor coming out now because, like I said, the rapport between these two is second to none, man. It looks like they've been playing together for a couple years, and I like it. But I think yeah. this is what happens when you have a bona fide number one. DJ Moore has a lot of experience in this league. He's played yeah. at a high level. This is only going to bode well for Justin Fields and that development that a lot of us have talked about. And when you hear Justin Fields talk about DJ Moore's body language, how he's able to read it, press when you don't, you see him going downfield, etc. It's like, hey, that's good because now you understand each other as players. You have that nonverbal communication going on to where you two understand what's happening out there on the field. It is only going to continue to get better. So that's what makes me more hopeful, makes me happy about the situation because, like, we may not know what's going on in the game. They can give each other that look, press, and we about, and you know something good about to get ready to happen based upon how they're interacting with each other nonverbal wise. Well, and that was one of the things that we saw in the past with Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall, right? Yep. Those guys, had, they were so in tune with each other that they would just give a look. 
and Cutler knew what the hell that meant, right? Right, <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Now, if Cutler got him the ball accurately, that was another story. <laughs> but to that point, though, I think you made a really good observation there with Justin because Justin, when he's talking about the guy's body language, that's basically telling you right there. He's starting to understand what DJ Moore's going to do on a certain route. How yep. he's seeing the defense. Are they seeing the same things together? Because I'm tired of other teams using that against us. When Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, they had that nonverbal communication where they would just look at each other, and I'm like, oh, fuck, here comes some bullshit. <laughs> That's the difference in the game right there, Perez. That is a huge difference, you know. You want to have checkmate. And I think Justin Fields and DJ Moore can definitely have that, man, that same type of identity that you, we've seen from other quarterback and receivers who played against the Bears, man. So it will be good for us to give some of these same teams a taste of their own medicine. No, facts. But this is the thing. Last season, we saw what Justin Fields was able to do with his legs. Yep. With his arm, to a limited degree, just because of his weapons and guys were getting open. That's why it's going to be so imperative to make sure that Moody and Claypool are going to be healthy. Making sure that Cole Komet takes another step, right? Making sure that Robert Tunyon is going to be there available. Like I said, Justin Fields has so many weapons at his disposal, and this is going to be the year that we're probably going to see Justin Fields Show us everything. Show us all of the parts of this game that are going to be beneficial. But I'll tell you one thing, man. I don't want him using his legs as much as he had to last season. Because, again, you have guys who are able to get open. I mean, that's going to really bode well for Justin Fields and to help keep the kid fresh, man. We don't want to see him take too much punishment we saw last season. But to your point, Perez, I can see him throwing the field, throwing the ball more because I think the O-line should be better. And, of course, you got those outside weapons. That offensive line has got to be better. He does 55 sacks last season, man. Can't have that. Woo. That was tough. About those outside weapons. That is the game changer right there because the Bears this season should be able to force teams to respect them. Because last year, teams didn't respect our pass again. They was like, yeah, okay. We're going <laughs> to run up single high because we know y'all can't beat us. And the Bears couldn't do it. Now Not this season, with DJ Moore, with a healthy Darnell Mooney, with a Chase Claypool, we better be able to take the top off these defenses if they disrespect us like that. Absolutely. Something we didn't see last season. So, I mean, I'm very, very proud of the unit they got here because I think they can do some damage. But they're going to have to, Press. They're going to have to do their jobs effectively to make this whole thing work because you're right. Justin Fields would definitely find you open downfield if you're open. Man, he throws such a beautiful deep ball. Oh, man, that stinks so beautiful. <laughs> but don't yeah. forget about Tyler Scott. But don't forget about Tyler Woo! Scott. Hey, 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 hey. Tyler Scott, man, look. They're going to have to find some time for that kid on the field, man. Because that Tyler Scott kid, man, is going to be something I think special, bro. I like Tyler Scott. I'm glad we have him on this team here. And that's why I changed Claypool, man, to get his shit together. Because like I said, man, <laughs> hey, this kid right here, man, I've been impressed with not only what I've seen from him, body language again. I know we talk about body language a lot, but I just love this kid's body language, how he moves out there. He's attentive. Yeah. I just like the kid. Speedster. Like, okay, fine. We, we get that part. But it's other parts of this game that have impressed me as well. Decent route runner, man. I didn't expect him to be as good of a route runner as I've seen so far. So my whole thing with a Tyler Scott, just another weapon at Justin Fields' disposal. So teams, man, next season, boy, this Bears offense will give y'all some props. And this ain't me being a homer. This isn't, oh, Prince talking all this shit in June. No, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to keep that same energy. This yeah, Tyler man. Scott kid, I think, has a potential, A-Dub, to be a really standout rookie in this rookie class. I think in my opinion, probably yours as well, I think he's playing with the right quarterback. It has the right 
weapons around him to be effective. So I'm looking forward to seeing how this kid fit into the mix. But see, that's why training camps will be so important for a lot of these guys, right? To see what we got with these rookies, because on the offensive line, the defensive line, we really don't know what we have yet. They weren't in pads. That's right. why training camps will be really important to see. All right, what's up, Darnell? Right? You know <laughs> right. We get to see what's up with Dexter. You know, we get to really see these battles, right? Pickens. We get to see what these guys are all about. That's why, to me, Adam, training camp continues to be the end all, be all for me, right? We can see, hey, what's up with Darnell Mooney? How's he looking out there? Is he moving around pretty well? Is Chase Claypool ready? How's Justin looking? What's going on with Khalil Herbert? How's he doing this pass pro? It's not to Foreman about to push Khalil Herbert, right? Hey, there's so many storylines that we have, and I can't wait for training camp because training camp's going to tell that story for us. To your point, it's going to answer a lot of questions, right? Because right now, those storylines are something people are looking at, paying close to you as well. They want to see how these guys, how everything play out. So with that, these players have to step up and show us what they made of because it's a lot of these players on this on this uh, team who we're riding on, who we're expecting to execute this coming season. And they got to be prepared and ready for that challenge. And, man, DJ Moore, I just can't wait to see him in training camp, man, because I just feel like all he does is get open. I was watching him in, in the mini camp. I was like, bro, he's just always open. Yeah, that speed like that, bro, and that ability to get open like that, it's just a – a, a, a breath of fresh air press of seeing somebody on this team able to do that because it was tough watching our wide receivers last season trying to get open. It was taking so long, and my boy Justin Fields said, hell with this, I'm going to take it off. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah. many different reasons. I understand the line as well, but he's like, look, hey, ain't nothing working out right now. I got the run. So the fact that he can now just throw the football press and hoping it continues that way as well, but, man, that'll be a beauty, bro. That'll be great to see, man. Man, it'll be great to see. The thing is that when you have a guy like this, I don't give a fuck what type of coverage you're in, he's going to get by you. We, I saw it in minicamp. Press coverage, <laughs> good luck with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it don't matter. He's one of those type of guys that he knows defense. He understands releases. He knows how to use his speed and body control. These are all of the things that are going to be really vital for him in his offense. And I'm telling you guys, you guys are going to love this guy. I know a lot of fans are hearing all these things about DJ Moore, but wait till you see it. Oh, my God. The guy loves to compete. So one of the, the biggest things that people have been asking me, A-Dub, is like, all right, how does Justin Fields look out there, right? Right. And they're like, we know we're hearing these reports and stuff like that, and we feel like sometimes things are exaggerated. So I can tell you from the times that I was out there at OTAs and minicamp, A-Dub, I feel like Justin Fields looks like the quarterback that's going to take that next step. I saw improvement in him. I saw the mechanic improvements that we all talked about all offseason. Now, I think it's also safe to, to acknowledge that these were mostly non-padded practices with no contact. But even still, I think from what I observed with Justin, I loved the swagger that he had out there. I loved the command that he had in the huddle. I love how comfortable he looks. I love the fact that when I'm hearing that he's the first and last person to leave it every damn day. Well, they want to know my honest answer to this question. I think the guy looks the part of being that QB1 that we all know that this guy is. Have you seen anything related to him trash talking as well? Because that's for oh, he been, him. Oh, he's been talking shit to the defense. They've been talking shit to him too. And I, and I love seeing that. It's been, it's been really spirited. But I will say there have been some times where the defense has gotten the best of him as well. But overall, 
I feel like Justin Fields is ready. You there saw with your own eyes, bro, what this guy been able to do. So the fact that you see progression out of Justin Fields, that gives a lot of us a lot of hope going forward, bro, because that's what we want to hear more of, that progression. He's getting there. He's there. He's showing it. He's doing it. That's what matters most. I'm going to switch over to the defensive side of the ball because we've talked about the offensive lot. I'm still worried about the pass rush, and I'm hoping that Ryan Poles figures that out before day one of training camp, man, because I just feel like right now, I just don't feel like we got enough on that side. Yeah, that's going to be very, very interesting to see what Ryan Poles does. And the thing is, bro, I don't think Ryan Poles is done. I think he's waiting to see more out of this defense to see where it, what it looks like, and then you might see him make some kind of move. So I don't think Ryan Post, he's that type of guy that would do something for us in all the season to spice things up a little bit. So you're right. I'm not sure we're there yet, but I'm quite sure Ryan Post has his eye on it. I would say, listeners, don't expect like a big-time name. Don't expect like a Chase Young type. I think probably Yannick Ngakwe, I think if, if, if I was a betting man, I think that he would probably be the guy that they would probably bring in here, and I would like that. Now, he's a guy that probably wants a long-term deal or whatever like that. We'll see. I say strangest things happen. This guy's a proven talent. He's a proven pass rusher. And if you can add a name like that, let's go. Let's do it. Why not? Exactly. Because the thing is, Perez, I'm not looking for the Bears to add some huge, big-time, big-name star. I'm looking to have somebody that can add it to the list, to this roster, that can help, who can help improve it. Not saying it's going to be the person that's going to be the biggest game-changer, but who can help improve this defensive line. If they can do that, Press, that's sending this defense in the right direction, you know? Because we're not looking for one guy to do it. We're looking for them to do it collectively. Now, somebody was asking me recently, they were like, hey, what are you thinking about Tyreek Stevens? And the thing that I feel like there, dub is it's his job to lose when it comes to Kendall Vildor. I think if Tyreek Stevens continues, A-Dub, to be impressive, like I said, the times that I was out there, he looked the part. He didn't look like a rookie to me. Physical, instinctive, all those good things that we talked about from a draft recap. I think this is his job to lose. Now, Vildor, like we talked about last season, hey, he was solid. Yep. He came back. He did his thing. But if you get a guy like Stevenson with that build and that, that skill set, and if he can come in and solidify that position, that's just another feather in the cap for Allen Williams as he tries to get this Bears defense back to where it belongs. And hearing what people are saying about Tyreek Stevenson, how he carries himself, hearing you talk about him as well, Perez, it's like this kid doesn't quite look like a rookie. Right now, everything is all into his favor, Perez. I'm hoping he can continue to build on this because, to your point, by the time the season starts, he may be that guy ready to take the ham and do some great things with Kyler Gord and Jalen Johnson. So I am pulling for the kid. I hope it all pans out for him, Press, because you're right. I like his size. I like his competitiveness. I like all his attributes, and he can bring a lot to the table, Press, once he unlocks all of it. No, I, I agree, but when you look at that secondary, I mean, that's a hell of a addition to that <laughs> secondary. Adding him with a Kyler Gordon, with a Jalen Johnson, oh, my God, that's sick. And I mean, yep. don't even get me started on that secondary, Brisker and Jack. Right. Ooh Man, <laughs> feels good, don't it? <laughs> I'm telling you, man. I like what I'm seeing. I'm liking what I'm seeing. It's starting to come together, A-Dub. It really is. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. Another question that came up for us was, what position battles are we most excited about entering training camp? I'm going to hit it from both sides. Offensively, I'm really interested to see what happens with Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert and Dante Foreman. 
Now, I think the Khalil Herb is probably going to be that guy. But I think you have Roshan Johnson and Dr. Foreman chomping at his heels. Because when you look at a guy like Dr. Foreman, A-Dub, this guy has been the backup behind some really good backs. Lamar Miller, Christian McCaffrey, bro. Dr. Foreman, he's finally got an opportunity for with Carolina last year, almost rushed 4,000 yards. What did he say when they signed him? He came here to be the starter. Right. He's got that type of energy that he's coming in here. Roshan Johnson, who was he behind in college? He was behind one of the best backs in college football. He's coming here with a chip on his shoulder. Ooh, wee. So Khalil Herbert, who I see him on the practice field, he's been smiling and, and doing his thing out there. Khalil, all I can tell you, and you probably already know this, them cats are coming for you, bro. And Khalil Herbert, we already know what he can do. The guy's a game changer. But I hope that he's tweaked and I hope that he's beefed up that pass protection because that's going to be very important for Justin in this offense, giving him that little extra second back there in the pocket safely. Those will be things that I'm going to really be paying attention to when it comes to not only Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson, and Dalton Foreman. How are these guys looking when it comes to pass, bro? Because get a block, man. Get a block. We're talking about Justin Fields, the franchise quarterback, bro, and we don't have – time for last year's BS. So you got to come out ready to play this season, man. And um, that's going to be a unique battle, man, because I like the way all those guys run. But to your point, Perez, how well can they block, man? They can do that. That may be the separation right there, bro. Depending on who's in the game at certain times of the game. So that's going to be critical, man. True that. Now, one battle that we don't even have to worry about is the battle between Larry Borm and Darnell Wright because the team <laughs> just gave Darnell Wright that job. They were like, go ahead and just take that shit. You're the right tackle. Maybe he's already right. A lot of what he's done in the past, college and everything else. So, you know, I'm not – I don't have an issue with that part. But I just want the guy to do well. Now that you're the guy they're putting all the marbles on, prove to them why you deserve it, why you've earned it. Go out there and ball out, man. Show us the goods. Execute. I mean, listen, man. He didn't give up a sack. <laughs> 19 games. Right. I mean, <laughs> enough said, right? Yep. So, honestly, yeah, I'm – I'm happy to, see, you know, I'm happy to see that we know what the offensive line is going to look like, right? There's no playing musical chairs like they did so many times last year. Every guy that we talked about this offseason, that's where they're going to be at, right? We know the five guys are going to line up in front of Justin. Letting them get the chemistry together, work together, Perez, and hopefully make this thing work and continue to grow together. That's what you want to see happen going forward. True that. Now, my last position battle that I want to talk about, A-Dub, and this is the one that gets me all fired up. <laughs> you know how I love the defensive line. Yes. All right. Zach Pickens, who's the guy that I'm really, Woo. really holding in on. Now, I would say Dexter. He was really impressive the days that I was out there. Man, that guy, he, he, he's, he's pretty – he's put together, man. Powerful dude. You should hear the pop that comes off the pads, man, when he hits it. The guy, he, he's a beast. But I'm really looking forward to it, Doug, to the battle between Justin Jones, Billings, and the rookies. Because between the combination of those four, I wonder what we're going to have there on that defensive front. Those vets, man, pushed them to the limit. And a guy like him, Perez, you know, what he's able to do, Dexter, how he's able to move on that line, man, that's all good news. But again, those like the Justin Jones, Andrew Billings, you all want the snaps. You all got to go out there and play stellar because a kid like Dexter is going to push you all to the limits. No, he definitely is at Pickens as well. But I'll tell you one thing, man. 
we may get to a point in the season where these rookies are probably getting the majority of the snaps there at tackle. Hey, it wouldn't surprise me at all. No, not at all, Perez, because they coming in hungry, man. They coming in fast, strong, you know, good techniques and everything else, man. It's like they coming in well-equipped. So if they can do that, Perez, man, that's just boat wells for the Bears because now you have rotational pieces very good at that. So, Adel, before we get out of here, I want to get from you heading into training camp. Who's the rookie that you're kind of most excited about seeing out there on the practice field? So we already talked about Tyler Scott and Tyreek Stevens and the Darnell Wright. But kind of give me maybe what you're thinking as far as like somebody you're really looking forward to seeing out there. I want to see Noah Sewell. I want to see what that Ooh. kid can do, man. I know oh, Jack that? Sanborn's been out, injured the ankle and things of nature. Yep. I think Noah's been getting some opportunities, bro. And I think the kid is actually, you know, holding his own ground. I want to see more of him, bro. So I kind of got my eyes on him because he can be the guy that sneak in and just turn everybody's heads and say, whoa, 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 you know? So I'm, I really got my eyes on him, man, Noah Sewell. And I want to see how he continues to progress throughout. Now, that's a fair point. I I want to see what Roshan Johnson's going to do, man. I really think this guy's got some sneaky potential, man, to get to steal some carries this season. Yeah. I like the way he carries himself. I know the Bears fan base are going crazy over the guy, but for rightfully so, man. Yep. I feel like in college, he didn't have a lot of carries, so his body's not all beat to shit. Right. <laughs> He's coming in here fresh. And that, yeah, that to me, that A-Dub, that to me, man, I, I, I just love that. I also love the his makeup how he operates, the fact that the guy didn't transfer because he was behind a stud running back in Texas when he was a stud himself. Right. That's an excellent pick, Perez, because that's a guy who can be a rotational piece or potentially be a starter, bro. He has those kinds of gifts. Man, I, I do want to see more of him, bro, no doubt, man. But he's a guy that can turn some heads and people may call him a throwback, whatever you want to call it. But the guy is so good, man, when he gets the carries, how he runs the football, how he makes cuts and things of nature. He's a very good running back, bro. A guy like Darnell right audience, I don't want to shortchange you guys. The reason why I just – I don't want to take the low-hanging fruit there because with a Darnell right, he's obviously the starter there. And he's probably going to be the one that's going to make the most immediate impact out of yep. all the rookies. But I'm just telling you guys, outside of our main guys – guys that A-Dub and I are kind of like curious to see a little bit more about. And I'm really excited to see what Roshan brings to the table. And A-Dub, Noah Sewell, I, that's a good one right there because that dude right there, boy, he brings some pop, man. He comes in, yeah. with, some, he comes in with some bad intentions, bro. <laughs> hey, look, when you come in with a chip on your shoulder, bro, you got a lot to prove and you're going to put it all on the line every time he step out on that field. So I am rooting for him, man. I like to see an underdog make it, bro. Hey, well, listen, audience, we promised y'all we had a jam-packed show. We gave, we gave y'all two weeks of content here on this episode. Gave you some insights from Minicamp. But listen, we ain't going to work because we're going to be right back next week with all the latest Bears happenings. But for now, our Bears are off until the summer. But being A-Dub, we ain't going nowhere. We are <laughs> back. Yes, sir. We here, bro. We here for the long haul. I'm just excited for the season, man. I can't wait for training camp, A-Dub. I can't wait for the summer. I can't wait for training camp. And I'm also kind of looking forward to seeing what comes of all these stadium rumors, A-Dub. Yeah, man, a lot happening with the Chicago Bears, man. With the players, stadium, a lot going on. And I'm with you, Prez. Man, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen next, bro. Yes, sir. Well, audience, as always, we appreciate you guys and your continued support. Your listens, your downloads, that shit does not go unnoticed. Feel free, man, share our episodes with any of your friends and fellow Bears fans. Support is appreciated. A-Dub, we are out of this bitch. <laughs>